Hello and welcome back to Future Prairie Radio, where marginalized artists explore the future through the lens of the arts, humanities, and culture. I'm your host, Joni Whitworth, and this is Season 4, Episode 7, Beautiful But Chaotic, with Michael Bowie. We don't have to be so serious all the time. Like We could be a little bit goofy and silly, but that doesn't mean we can't be responsible. I think a lot of people think you have to be either or, but I think life can be about both and ends. I think living, it is an art form in a sense. It's one day our life will end, but like, let's make some art, some memories, some laughter along the way. The impermanence of life and how that's beautiful and tragic at the same time. We just constantly just want to hear ourselves, but like we need time to listen. Michael Bowie is an artist and activist who spoke with us about the importance of self-expression, social practice as art, and living a free, creative life. I loved his enthusiasm, and I hope you will too. He's the director of Demo House, a feature-length documentary about a house he used to manage in Portland, Oregon, which was also called Demo House. Demo House, the real house, was destroyed in 2018, and it was built back up as modern condominiums. In the 18 months prior to that demolition, Michael and his housemates hosted over 500 travelers from 35 countries for free. Their guests were encouraged to paint all over the walls, have dinner parties, and connect with each other. Their vibrant images and quotes in all different languages and creative expressions and paintings filled up the walls of the demo house. Together with the housemates, they hosted free events to facilitate cultural exchange and knowledge sharing and perspective sharing between locals and travelers alike. Michael's documentary illuminates the importance of community, diversity, intersectionality, and artistic freedom in our lives. And Demo House reminds us of our own mortality and motivates us to live every day with purpose. Demo House shows when we open our homes and our hearts and our lives to strangers, meaningful connections can form. And it is possible to create a positive collaborative space, even in the midst of imminent destruction. I found what he had to say so resonant with the themes of this year. Here's Michael. My name is Michael Bowie. People usually call me Bowie. I go by he, him pronouns. I'm originally from the Bronx, New York, but I moved to Portland three and a half years ago. I am an Asian American, so son of Vietnamese refugees, and I think that definitely shaped my perspective of how I approach life. Just a background on me, I work as a pharmacist, apparently, that's what people tell me. Like, I'm a pharmacist, but people were surprised that I'm a pharmacist because I could be wacky or silly and goofy, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think I like to challenge the norms of society. I think people think you always have to be serious all the time or very professional. But yes, I am professional, but you can also be fun and uplifting and be all of that. It's not about either ors, it's about ands and bofs in life. So you could be fun and you could also be productive. And I think that's what I want people to see. And I think that's how I approach a lot of the work that I do in my life creatively and professionally as well. I spend my time usually doing improv comedy around Portland or just dancing with strangers. And then I'm currently working on producing a documentary about Demo House. Demo House is a traveling community house that I was part of. I was one of the founding members there. So I was 
very fortunate to be part of that experience. I see human interaction as an artwork in some sense, like different people coming from different backgrounds, different life experience and creating these scenes together. And sometimes as a person just walking the streets, I witness these scenes, like strangers coming together to help one another, or like when people come together for protests for a bigger cause than themselves, I think in some sense that is art. But I guess like from a technical background, from an artist side, I think my art is actually more improv comedy is actually my background for artists. Like that's how I express myself through humor, but also being silly and being with people, being present. So I love just creating collaborative comedy. I think that's the essence of improv comedy is working together to make a bigger scene than yourself out of nothing. And I think that's magic. I think living it is an art form in a sense. Art is about expressing yourself and the reality is some of us don't have that ability to express ourselves either because our personal fears or what society tells us. When you see people live authentically, that is beautiful. Like I see, like I just remember one time, like I was in San Francisco and there was these musicians playing and there was this grandma just jamming out and she was living in a moment. And that was just so beautiful for me, beautiful for me because like she was living her best life, even though all these people were looking at her. And I think Something about that is like when you live sincerely and genuinely and you are not afraid to show who you are, that is kind of an art in itself. But even bigger than that is like collaboration. And when we come together to solve a problem, to address the problem that we have in our society, it is kind of like artwork, seeing how different ideas come together and working together to build something. Yeah, that's how I see art in the sense of daily human interaction. And I think sometimes when we see the art in all of this, it breaks it down, these tensions that we have with one another as human beings, because we could just see it from a different perspective. Growing up like in an Asian household, the arts was something that wasn't as celebrated as other things in our life, like academics or financial stability, all of that. And I think this is just my household. And I can't speak for every other Asian Americans, but I know other people might resonate with this, but it's like, art was just frowned upon or it, doesn't, it didn't seem like practical. And I think that was suppressed. But I think growing up, you begin to realize art is so important because it's a way to express ourselves. And I think that's so important because as I'll go on, I'll touch about this, but there's something about like humans when we talk, something, sometimes like language, we, we can't, like we don't have the words to communicate, but art transcends that, movement transcends that, singing transcends that, and I think it's universal. But I think growing up, I didn't really think, that's why I don't consider myself an artist, because maybe that's how I was like raised, like, oh, <laughs> what is art? Like my parents would say that, but I think, Growing up, I would see these beautiful act of kindness that they would do. Like, I would remember my, like, I don't know, I feel like this is an Asian thing, or maybe not, but I feel like um, we would go to restaurants, and then, like, all the parents, like, my aunts and uncles, like, no, I'll pay the bill, I'll pay the bill, and something like that. And it's, like, beautiful, but chaotic, just seeing people fighting over who to pay the bill. And it is kind of like an artwork, we're just watching a video, because life is, like, videos, when we watch videos, that's just 
capturing moments of real life, right? And it just happened that people say video is an art form. But then again, we're taking snapshot or moments of real life. And I think real life is an art form. And we watch these interactions. And I think th that's how my mind is wired. Like these interactions, like these are moments that we savor and we keep on. So I think just, or just seeing my parents help out each other or just going above and beyond. I think that's artwork, like the way to show love. Because there's like, like we say in art, there's no one way to express ourselves. And I know my parents, they don't show like Asian households that we don't say, I love you. And I cringe <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> but or like physical affection, that is not a thing. But I realize like different people from different communities do that. And that's totally cool. So I don't know, I think, but I know their artwork is like providing food for me or telling me like, oh, did you study? Like, yeah, it doesn't seem like love or art, but I think it is an art of expressing yourself. And I think we gotta realize that there's no one way to express ourselves. So I did all of that. And then I moved from the Bronx to Portland, Oregon about three and a half years ago. And it was kind of, uh, I knew like, oh, I, when I go to Portland, I want to like live somewhere so I could host people and give back to the community. And because I got so much out of it. And then I ended up like at Demo House and it's crazy because it was not planned. Um, the way it worked is that one of our um, housemate, Diane, she posted on Facebook like, hey, uh, I'm looking for some people to live in this house. <laughs> uh, we like to make a community oriented space and like, like uh, couch surfers stayed at our place. And I responded like Tuesday night, like, hey, I'm super interested. Like, like this seems like a cool place. Wednesday they messaged out to me and they're like, hey, um, we got some people interested. Would you like to meet up Wednesday night? And then Wednesday night, I just met all of them. So there were five of us and then well, actually six, there's five of us and one toddler. So one of my roommate was a mom to like a three-year-old and that three-year-old ended up being my roommate, which is wild. But um, like, you just, sometimes you just know like, wow, this is such a good group of people. This is like lightning in a bottle. And like, I didn't even know what the house looked like, but it's like, sign me up. Like I knew this is gonna be something special. Let's make it happen. That Saturday we moved in. We like operated as a community space and First, like we didn't have a name for the house, but eventually we got a name and it's called Demo House. And I feel like it fits so well. And why are we called Demo House? Like one demographic, like when we moved in, it was an empty house, but we got like seven couches just so we could host travelers around the world. So like we've been fortunate. We had like about, I think a couple hundred of people come through our doors and stayed with us from different backgrounds, like different walks of life different life experiences like doctors and artists, dancers, chefs. We had like a mom with her like toddler stay with us all the way to a 76 year old man. So it was just wild because like we didn't even like I love traveling, but honestly, I felt no need to travel just because I felt like I was traveling within my own house and that was pretty magical. So that's why it was called demographic, just different backgrounds, glimpse of life. Um, so like the second demo is for demonstration. It's we used to host demos in our houses, like workshops, like about sharing knowledge and different perspective. So we would host like improv comedy demo or like how to make sushi demo or like Bollywood dancing demo. And we used to have like just events for the whole community. So travelers and locals could come to our house. It's just about demonstrating different perspective, culture and kindness. And it could be, it doesn't have to be elaborate like these demo events or 
like that much like workshops, but it could be simple as just having a meal together and talking. And I think it could be simple like that. And the last one is called demolition. So when we moved in the house, they said that you only get six months to live in it because you're going to break it down and make it into condos. And I think most people like say like, oh, that's really sad and bleak. But I think knowing that it's going to end made it that much more meaningful. Like we just approach each day like, oh, like we're going to celebrate this day because let's make the most out of it. And I think that's why we got couch surfers and we wanted to make it a positive space. And I think because it was being destroyed, we got to make art all over the house. So like literally all three stories were covered and decked out in art. Like people were able to draw, paint, write quotes and all of that. And it's just, the house is a work of art. Like just like you see little images, but when you zoom out, you see like this collage of images and it was just aesthetically beautiful. So like six months actually extended to a year and eight months or like a year and a half, sorry. And I think I'm just grateful for that. So we would tell people, or I see it as a metaphor, like just like the house one day our life will end but like let's make some art some memories some laughter along the way so it lo no longer exists but i think demo house does exist just through the relationships we form and the people we met and uh just the legacy and lessons that we learned so those are the three demo uh demos of demo house this was a beautiful house and they're actually destroying it to make it into condos like like so many like multi-room condos and and it was kind of tragic because there's so many condos that are being built but no one's occupying them and it's like we could have used this space to create something special and I think one of the housemates explained it to me is like it was kind of like a not a middle finger to society but like what we did it was like so against the norms it's like oh letting strangers in your house and then around us or well, right across the highway we could look straight across the highway there were like these condos built and these like people were like I, I don't know their background or stuff, but I'm just saying like, um, it was just so different from the, the lifestyle and like we're choosing to live in a community. And then it was crazy because our future was gonna be, the, the future of the house is gonna be urbanization and like profiting off the space that people own. And it was just, it was a juxtaposition. And I think it's unfortunate because you see a lot of that, like you said in Portland, like, these nice homes getting destroyed for the, the gains of other people just to make money when really does it really profit or help the society and community around you? Yeah, I think that's a question that needs to be asked. Uh, so we're creating a film right now and at minimum, the Demo House documentary is memories. Like, oh, we got to share this experience. Let's show it to people, but I believe that it does so much more than that. I just believe like all the lessons that we learned from the house and experiences, it's just so powerful. I know it shaped me, it shaped a lot of our housemates and our guests. And the thing is, I would tell people, Demo House is my favorite place in the world, but by the time I tell you this, it no longer exists. And that's a crazy concept. But I think through this documentary, they could understand why it was so meaningful to us. And I just know if I was a young traveler, and I watched this film, it just changed my perspective. And I don't even think he has to be a traveler to take away these lessons that Demo House taught us. It's like appreciating the differences in strangers, celebrating, celebrating strangers, or like building community, like making art and the power of art, or just the impermanence of life and how that's beautiful and tragic at the same time. There's just like just so many things that we taught, but I think 
we want to just show people like the magic of when you allow strangers to come into your life or into your home. So that's what we want to do. That's why we're producing this documentary. And it's, yeah, it is a big work. And I think the reason why it's big because we know that we care about it and we know what it means. We want to showcase it in the best way possible. If anything, Demo House shaped like my perspective now. And like, yeah, I thought like Demo House is like just a space where we host people, we have community events, but it became a life philosophy for me, at least. Like, I think Demo House just showed me like nothing's guaranteed in life. And I think we're all gonna be gone just like this house, but there's something freeing about accepting your death or finality. And once you accept that, you can move on. It's like, okay, that's gonna happen, but let's make some stuff along the way. Let's get motivated and show your project. So I think a lot of the things I do in my life is just how will it affect the future. So I think that's where I come from, like the future. And I think a lot of people think like, oh, you have to enjoy the present. Like, oh, it's gonna end or just anything in life. Like, oh, enjoy the present. And then other people like, oh, you gotta prepare for the future. Like, oh, you don't know what's gonna happen, prepare. But I'm like, why can't you do both at the same time? Like, can't, why can't you have a grand old time and live your best life now while also preparing and paving the way for next generation? Like, it doesn't have to be either or. So I just, that's how I operate. Maybe idealistic, I don't know, but I think it's achievable. Demo House just meant so much to me and it really influenced how I approach life. And like, even though it doesn't exist, I just still want to bring that energy, that philosophy, that way of life to people. It's like, it's just more than like these walls and like, like structure. It's like, it is kind of approach to life. And I think, um, I think the reality is like, a lot of people who ended up at Demo House had the privilege to come here. Uh, they had the money to fly to Portland or transport to Portland. They had the passport. They had the time to take off work. And like, yeah, I really appreciate it. It was beautiful, our interaction. But it's like, but then I realized like, but not everyone has that luxury. And like, but on the flip side, like, I have the potential to bring that energy. Just like the experience and lessons about like embracing differences, building community, appreciating life, like, it doesn't end at the house. Like you could bring that to other people. So I think that's my next phase in life is like, how do I bring this joy to other people? Because at the end of it, traveling is a privilege. And I don't think a lot of people realize that because for me, it's like I travel for fun to explore all that thing, but other people travel because of war, of famine, of all these other things, of problems in the world. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. So I want to do that at least in the future, and I don't know when, but like, I believe we could always have that mentality when we approach other people. Um, as an artist, I think right now, I don't know, I think creating videos is beautiful. And I think I wanna highlight other people's voices and hearing their stories. Like, I just love hearing people's perspective. So once we finish this project, I would probably wanna go into more, like just having these conversations with other people and just documenting like outside of my life because I stumble across great people all the time. One of the quote I like to use is listen to understand, not listen to reply. I think 
we just constantly just want to hear ourselves, but like we need time to listen. I would like to facilitate more events or conversations in our community. I think facilitating ways where people could come together. It's like, yes, we are different, but we have so much more in common and putting a face to the unknown, because I think it's easy behind media and social media and technology just to disregard all of that. Our world is losing conversation that is helpful to create change. So I think that's what I want to do, at least in the Portland community. Like, how can I facilitate all of this of people of so many different experiences and how can we understand each other better? You can check out images of the original Demo House and get updates about the documentary on Instagram at demohouse underscore PDX or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash demohouse PDX. This episode was sponsored by the Oregon Arts Commission, the National Endowment for the Arts, the Multnomah County Cultural Coalition, the Kenton Action Plan, North Portland Community Works, and the Oregon Cultural Trust. Thank you so much for your sponsorship. The episode was written and produced by me, Joni Whitworth, and edited by Matt Larimer. The music for this episode was written and produced by Standing on End. Check them out at standingonend.bandcamp.com or on Instagram at standingonend. If you have any questions or feedback about the show, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out at futureprairie.com or on social media at futureprairie. Thanks so much. <laughs>